Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker, and we appreciate you joining us as we dive into the Minnesota Vikings versus Tennessee Titans preview. But before we get into that, I'm going to give you an update on the three things you need to know that have happened for the Titans over the course of the last week. So check this out. The wait is finally over. Football is back. And you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. You know, right now I've I've had a pretty good success so far with NFL lines for weeks one and two. Hopefully that continues over into week three. I know right now the Titans are a two and a half point favorite over the Vikings. That game's on the road. So uh, home game's usually about a three point advantage. So on a neutral site line saying Tennessee's about a five and a half point favorite over the Vikings. But from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online, and there is always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And right before we get into the three things you need to know that have happened for the Tennessee Titans, I want to ask, do you believe? So to get you caught up on everything you need to know, number three, four the Titans game on Sunday, they're going to be wearing all whites. So you get the Stormtrooper look, as some people like to call them. There has been a debate over whether you can call it the Stormtrooper look if you, in fact, have a Navy helmet. I don't really care. All I know is they look fly. So they come out, they play well, they look good. Everything works out in the end. Number two, a couple of roster moves for you that have happened since the Titans have played the Jaguars. Jim Wyatt says that the Titans have added wide receiver Chester Rogers, defensive back Deion Borders, and defensive back Greg Maben to their practice squad. The Titans also removed defensive lineman Kobe Smith, defensive back Picasso Nelson, and defensive back Maurice Smith from the practice squad. And as it relates to the active roster, the Titans have promoted once again Jeremy McNichols to the 53-man roster, and they have placed running back Sonoris Perry on injured reserve. And number one... Speaking of running backs, I want to transition into the latest injury report for the Titans. Now, this is as of Wednesday night, but it does look as though the Titans are going to be getting Darrington Evans back. He was a full participant in practice on Wednesday, along with Vic Beasley, who been waiting to see him, offensive lineman Jamil Douglas, and cornerback Jonathan Joseph. Joseph had a little bit of a leg injury during the Jacksonville game, so it's, it's good that he is a full participant. As it relates to those that did not practice, and I don't really have any game status for you as far as what we're looking at for Sunday right now, but A.J. Brown still out with a knee. Malcolm Butler nursing a quad injury. Chris Jackson listed him with a hamstring issue. Dennis Kelly and Derek Roberson both listed with an illness. And Jonu Smith with an ankle. Now, outside of A.J. Brown, I haven't heard any of those being super serious. 
So hopefully that is the case. But with that being said, we'll go ahead and start talking about the Titans game for the Minnesota Vikings. And so at this time, I would like to bring in Denard Walker. Denard, we're 2-0. and How are you feeling today? I feel great. How are you feeling, Davey? I'm having a good day. It's, uh, it, it's one of those that I felt like it's been long, but it's, it's been good, and I'm, I'm happy with that. And That's good. The fact that we're 2-0 and and looking forward to going 3-0 and this weekend makes me feel happier. And so, Denard, I know you kind of have done your research. You've looked into this Minnesota Vikings team. You have seen right now, I mean, they're 0-2, lost to the Green Bay Packers, and then this past weekend they got beat by the Colts. Things look kind of rocky for them right now. Whenever you're taking their first two weeks into account, how, how are you feeling going into this weekend? Well, if I'm a Titans fan, I feel great. If I'm a Vikings fan, I'm basically saying, oh, my goodness, this doesn't look good. This team, the last two games against the Colts and the Packers, uh, the best way I can describe the way they've been playing this year is abysmal. And that's not a very good word to use to make reference to your football no, team. Not at all. But it that's does. the only way I could describe it. I mean, it yeah. looks bad. And that every year we expect so much out of this team because for so long they've been on the cuffs of basically representing the NFC going to the Super Bowl every year. And they've always come like one game or two games short. This year we expected a lot because you got Kirk Cousins. I mean, basically a few years ago they signed into a three-year, 80-some million dollar contract. And it's like now it's kind of like, Bam, what happened? It looks bad. Absolutely. It looks horrible right now. So if you're a Viking fan, uh, I wouldn't say right now, listen, it's just the third going into the third game of the season. So don't panic. Everybody is still in this equation. They can have a successful year. But right now, it doesn't look too good. It's not very coming of a Mike Zimmer team to see them look like this, especially early on. And as I was kind of watching their film, I definitely watched more of the Colts than I did them playing the Packers. But outside of their, their first drive, they were able to go right down the field. They got into a goal-to-go situation. They had to settle for a field goal. But after that, everything just seemed to fall apart. And they got a garbage touchdown late. But it seemed like Indy could do whatever they really wanted throughout the game. And it was a pretty decisive victory. I know we're talking about the Vikings here, but before we played the Jags and now before we played the Vikings, the opponent of that team the week before were the Colts. So I've actually got to watch a little bit of, uh, of the Colts in, in the meantime. But for the Vikings, I just – I don't know. I mean, Kirk Cousins has looked bad. They've not been able to get Dalvin Cook going on the defensive side of the ball. They're getting shredded. And from a team that we've, we've seen some very capable defenses in the past, I just – I don't know what their problem is. And it's not something you can narrow down to just one – one issue. So as we're turning our attention to this weekend when the Titans and the Vikings face off at one o'clock Eastern, noon Central, what are the Titans' three keys to success that allow them to walk away with a victory as they head up to Minnesota, which uh, I mean, you, you've played in Minnesota before. What's, I know the yes. fans aren't going to be there, but what's, what's that atmosphere usually like? The atmosphere is great. It's one of the best places. I played in the old Metrodome. You know, that thing was old. The Twins used to play there. They got out of there. It was artificial turf. It was horrific. I'm telling you, the fielding was absolutely the worst I've ever played in. But the atmosphere was electric. I'm going to say this right now. I could, Davey, I could give you three keys. I can give you 20 keys to the Titans winning this week. But I'm just going to stick with three. 
And when I looked at this team, when I basically, when I broke these guys down, the first thing that I noticed is their youth. They got a lot of young guys that they basically is plugged in this year. So right now, you know, that's why it's not looking so good. And I start with the reason I believe the Titans going to get this game is because I'm going to start as a defensive-minded guy, as a former defensive player. I always start with the defense. So I'm going to start with Minnesota defense, and this is what you do with the Titans. You find number 45. So when you're Ryan Tannehill and you go up to the line of scrimmage, the first thing that they're going to count for is number 45. That is the strong side linebacker, Troy Dye. And Davey, why do you – why would I go and point one guy out? Well, you're only as strong as your weakest link. Davey, you are smart, man. Let me just, I just want to say this. I know you went to law school, but you're right. And let me tell you something. You know why, I'm, if I'm going, if I'm Tennessee right now, my game plan is going to number 45. You will watch Ryan Tannehill this week. He's going to go, when he gets to the line of scrimmage, and he's going through his progression, and he's basically looking, surveying the defense. You guess who he's going to be pointing to? Number 45, that's Troy Dye. Why? Because he's replacing the pulse of that defense, Anthony Barr. And for you people that know, if you don't know anything about Anthony Barr, think of Ray Lewis in his youth. It's a modern-day Anthony Barr. That's how good he is. So Troy Dye's got to replace a guy that's gone to the last four Pro Bowls. He's 28 years old. He signed a, what? Was it a $67.5 million contract, $33 million guarantee? He started eight, starting over nearly 90 games in a seven-year span. 15 sacks, 297 solo tackles. That's just to name a few. Why is it that I'm going to point at Troy Dye because he's a rookie? And if you don't know nothing about this defense, they have been getting torch in the run game this year. They cannot stop anything. And if you can't stop the run in this league, guess what? It trickles down to what? The passing game. Their secondary, basically, again, how would I describe it? Abysmal, deplorable. It's bad. If you look on the edges, you got Mike Hughes and you got Holton Hill. No more Xavier Rose. He's with the Colts now. So they don't have no defense whatsoever. I don't They've know either of those guys you mentioned. They, me neither. I mean, I, when I look out there, I'm used to seeing number two. I'm used to seeing Rhodes out there. They paid him all of that money, and then all of a sudden he's gone. These guys have been giving up explosive play after explosive, explosive plays. What are explosive plays? Those are deep balls. That's what gets you beat in this league. Coaches preach that. Do not give up the deep ball. Don't give up the explosive plays. We can live with a lot of the three-step, the little five-step, the little hitches and slants. We'll tackle that. But when you're giving up balls 30, 40, 50 yards down the field, we got no chance as a defense. When you can't stop the run, they cannot stop the run. Guess what? It just trickles down to the whole defense. It just looks bad. And it starts with the absence of Anthony Barr. And guess what? Who else? Danielle Hunter, he's out of the lineup. My boy, LSU. This guy is a beast, back-to-back Pro Bowls. This is your best defensive end. This is one of the best ends in the game today, the most disruptive. This guy is a baller. He is literally their second-best player. I don't know. You know what? I think Danielle Hunter might be tied with Anthony Barr as the two top players on that defense both of them are that good 
But when you lose your playmakers on defensive side of the ball, it's hard to replace those guys with, I mean, Yannick, he's new. He's coming over from Jacksonville. Eddie Yarbrough, Jaleel Johnson. Those guys, are they just, they're not getting it done right now. And so if you're Tennessee right now, you're licking your chops. You're saying, listen, we got to get this running game going. And if you Derek this week, I'm telling you, Derek may have a field day this week. It, I'm telling you, it might get ugly. It might get ugly, David. I'll say this, Nard, to go back. I, I, I would like to thank you for uh, calling me smart at the beginning of, oh, you, of you going on your, your points. I don't know if we had a chance to talk about this on air, but whenever the Vikings announced that Daniel Hunter was going on IR, I immediately was like, this is huge for the Titans. They had already made the trade to go out and get Unique Ngakwe from Jacksonville. So it's one of those things where you don't have to face him in week two, but you get him in week three. And really on the defensive side of the ball, he was maybe their one bright spot last week against the Colts. I mean, that's, that's basically it. I, I will say for Tannehill, like he's been eating lately. I mean, I, I saw so many stats just talking about how good he has been since he came in and he started taking over for the Titans after week seven. Whenever you're talking about teams that are leading in touchdown drives, so here's my stat. Since Ryan Tannehill took over in week seven, the Titans have scored 45 touchdowns on offense and made just seven field goals. And whenever you look at this on a chart, like it's just a ridiculous outlier compared to all the other offenses. He's just so efficient. And so with those guys on the outside playing corner, he should be able to eat. And hopefully that's the thing. And you mentioned Derrick Henry getting going. I know it doesn't look like Derrick has really we've, – we've not seen him have a breakout run. Right. Right now – if you had to guess, how many yards is he averaging a game? Two games in. Uh, what, 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 about two yards, to two to three yards a carry? Well, he's, he's averaging 100 yards a game, exactly. Oh, 100 yards a game, yeah, yeah exactly. But you're and talking about per carry? Per carry, yeah. it's Because um, he's, ha- he's having to earn every yard he gets. I mean, right now on the season, he's averaging 3.6 yards a carry, which is obviously a lot lower than where we were at last year when he was over at over five yards a carry with Ryan Tannehill taking over in the second half of the season. And so hopefully this is one of those games where he's able to take advantage. On, on, the, on the defensive side of the ball, Kirk Cousins has not looked good. I think he was 11 of 26, just absolutely atrocious when you're looking at his offensive production last week. So I don't know. I, I guess a part of me is like, sh- we know they're not as bad as they've been playing. So maybe they come out and they – have some sort of a moment where things start to connect. I'd like for that to not happen until after this weekend. But, I mean, yeah, he was 11 – Kirk Cousins last week, 11 of 26, 113 yards, three interceptions. You're not winning any games when your quarterback does that. I don't care how no, good your defense not. is. I don't care how good your defense is. You're not winning any games whenever that is the stat line that your quarterback is putting up. And Dalvin Cook's a good running back, but whenever yeah. you're already kind of behind the chains to get things going – and you're usually in passing situations on third down, and Kirk's not able to complete it. Like, I mean, you're just looking at three and out after three and out. So hopefully the Titans are able to take advantage because we did see last week the Titans were pretty pretty vulnerable at times in the second half on the defensive side of the ball. So hopefully they can clean some of those things up. But right now, I mean, you have to be feeling good if you're a Titans fan and looking at everything that just seems to be going south for the Vikings. You know, you're 2-0 and for the Titans. They haven't exactly been pretty. You've had to grind out some wins. But as we say, the NFL is any given Sunday. you got to make sure that whenever yeah. the opportunity presents itself, to take advantage. Now, 
you're not going to be able to play like this all year and expect to come out on top of all these close games. So whenever you're playing a team like Minnesota, who is not firing on many cylinders, we'll say it that way, this is a game you need to go out and get a decisive win. You need to actually go out and try to beat them by two, two touchdowns, 14 to 17 points. Like that's, that's how the Titans should be looking at this matchup. Now it's probably not going to be like that. We're probably going to get a closer game. But as we start to look to this this matchup, what what are you expecting to happen, Denard? Well, listen, when your quarterback is struggling, you always got to remember this. There's one person that will help a struggling quarterback. That's a running back. That's a running game. When you can gener- generate some momentum in your running game, that helps the quarterback gain some confidence. Why? You don't have to throw as much. See, this Minnesota team, their offense is predicated on the deep passes, okay? And let me just go – and I got to get this out because I'm, I've been mad for a long time. And, Davey, let me say this. How in the world does Rick Spillman let go Stephon Diggs? That's the problem. You had pretty much the best combo in Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs. That was my – those two, the last two or three years, they've been on fire. So how in the world – does a guy like Stephon Diggs, who you just paid about two years ago, you made him one of the highest receivers in the league. How does he get out of there? And that's something that puzzles me. You got a guy that's so good. Stephon Diggs is so good that this is a, Stephon is one of those guys, this a very rare gem. He's got what I call gold jacket material. He's that good. Now he's in Buffalo lighting it up. And guess who that puts a lot of pressure on? Adam Thalen. Guess who that puts a lot of pressure on? Kirk Cousins. Remember that game last year when Buffalo was down 20 to nothing at halftime in Denver when they was playing the Broncos? They was down 20 to zero. What is Stephon Dick? What did he do? He got in Kirk Cousins' face and he said, give me the ball. I'll take over. Just get out of my way. Just get me the ball. What did he end up doing? He went off on Denver in the second half. And they erased a, what was it, a 20-point deficit, and they came back and beat the Denver Broncos 27-23. You know what I said about Stephon Diggs? He's like Michael Irvin. He doesn't know how to quit. He's resilient. He refused to lose that game. And where did, where did Kirk Cousins go the whole game? He went right to Stephon Diggs. And if you a GM, I, I don't care what Stephon, he, he wanted out. No, you're not going anywhere. This guy is too good. And that's the problem why this offense hasn't been able to get going your best player is gone and when you don't have a receiver that can stretch the field that's what Stephon was great at then guess what you can stack the box and say hey we're gonna make Jordan no dis- I love Justin Jefferson why he's an LSU guy I'm sorry Davey I don't mean to be biased but he's an LSU guy and I know you went to draft pick. I know don't be jealous but Johnson is not gonna beat us and Thalen he can't beat us alone and when you don't have a receiver that can stretch the field, guess what? It puts a lot of pressure on that running game. That's why when you're looking at Dalvin, he got a total, what, 113 yards in two, in two games? That's not going to cut it. So if you're Gary Kubiak right now, you're the offensive coordinator, you're scratching your head saying, my goodness, what are we supposed to do? So that's one of the things Titans got to do. Don't let this team get going. And basically, when you got a team down like this, they're down right now. They look, they look terrible, but I'm going to say this is my third point, and I'm going to say this. When you're, when you're desperate and you're struggling, 
you got to find something to create. You got to find something that can galvanize this team. And that's why the special teams units, you got to be aware. You got to watch out for trick plays. Coaches always would do this. They need to get something going. They need to generate some kind of momentum. Watch the trick plays. Watch it. I promise you that could be something that it could spark a team. I've seen it happen where the, the offense is not clicking. The defense is, is not clicking. Then all of a sudden the special team coach comes up with some kind of play at a pivotal point of the game. And it just, all of a sudden it just backfires on the opposing team. I've seen that time after time. I've seen coaches do it. They prepare for it all week. And so if you're Tennessee, Watch out on the special teams unit. Your special teams for the last two weeks have been playing really good. So you need to be cognizant of the Minnesota Vikings special teams because that is probably where they're looking at to try to gather or to try to create some kind of momentum for this football team going forward. Yeah, special teams right now. I mean, we've we've had our talks about how that's been up and down, especially in the kicking game the last two weeks. As it relates to Brett Kern, he's been lights out. I think he had three punts last week. All of them were down inside the 20. So Field position in, in those regards, I, I feel very confident that the Titans will continue to do well there. Now, this game is in a dome, so weather will not be a factor. Uh, so whenever you're looking at the kicking game, it's, it's something that, hey, that should be pretty good. I, I will say, I mean, this past week when you were looking at the NFL, we just saw so many injuries happen. I mean, you were talking about like over I, – I could sit here and name you 20 big-time names that got injured – Half of those are done for the season. And so it's one of the things to where right now that's just what I'm kind of concerned with, just making sure you don't sustain any of those injuries. And I, I think if the Titans can do that to, to go ahead and give you my pick and just for staying healthy, continuing to execute offensively as we have, I think this game will be closer than what the experts are saying after watching the Vikings the last couple of weeks. But I'm going to go ahead and go on record and say that the Titans win this one 28 to 24. Now, if you remember back to when we did our pregame show, I actually had Minnesota winning this game. But from what I've seen from them so far this season, I, I don't have confidence to say that they can pull out a win. Now, in old Titans fashion, a lot of the fans would say this just seems like a trap game for, for Tennessee to where they're just like, ah, they kind of take, take their guard down a little bit and things just don't go well on the road. Praying that's not the case. I feel confident locking in the 28 to 24. Titans moving to three and zero, and then looking to face the Pittsburgh Steelers come week four. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna listen. Mike Zimmer right now is one of the best coaches in the league. I've always been a big fan of Mike Zimmer's since he was a defensive coordinator for the Cowboys. He can flat out coach, and he's a defensive minded coach. I'm gonna tell you what's today. It's uh, Tuesday, so it's players' day off. I promise you right now, it is 7.34 Central Time here in Dallas. Andre Patterson and Adam Zimmer, the co-defensive coordinators right now, they're working diligently right now down in Minneapolis right now trying to get ready for this game. And guess who's in the meeting room with them right now? Oh, Coach Mike. Mike Zimmer. He's right there, all three of them right now, and they're putting, putting together a game plan uh, to basically defense this Titans team. You know why? Because they know that this team put up 33 points last week, and they know this offense is rolling. So what they don't want is to get this team coming in down at the Minnesota and get going, and then this game is over quickly. I'm going to go 31-17 because Mike Zimmer is going to probably be calling a lot of the defenses this week because I think he says, listen, we need something. Because if we go 0-3 down the hole, 
then it's hard to come back from an 0-3. So I'm looking at this team. They're going to they're gonna come out and they're going to play. They're going to push Tennessee, but I still think that right now the Titans' firepower is too much for this Minnesota team. I got 31-17, Titans going 3-0. and All right. That's what I like to hear. And going back to, uh, to Derrick Henry, I was, I was mentioning, I had a friend, my friend John was saying like, hey, right now we're on pace. If Derek continues his 100 yards per game, we're looking at 1,600 yards, and we're looking at 16-0. and 0. So let's ride. Okay, keep going. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> yeah. Keep going, Dave. That will definitely be something to keep an eye on as we, we get ready to head up to Minneapolis this coming weekend. Uh, the game's at 1 o'clock Eastern, noon Central, as I mentioned earlier. The game will be aired on CBS with Andrew Catalan and James Lofton with the color commentating and play-by-play. And Cleet Blakeman is the official. His crew will be up there calling that one. So just something to give you an update on. But that is going to do it for Denard and I today. We appreciate you tuning in. You have been listening to Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Believe Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.